you got two things in life. You got lessons and you got blessings. And when you learn from the lessons, they become the blessings. Oh, if yeah. they want to continue doing the same thing over and over, but get a different result, that doesn't happen. That's, that's actually insanity. Good morning, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Sam from Succeed, bringing you another video. And today, the, uh, the topic that I want to talk about is choices. We live in a world where never before have we had so many choices, so many options, so many things thrown at us. And everybody has the ability to make choices. But what people don't realize is every choice has a consequence, good or bad. Consequence doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's an outcome based off a choice, based off an action. The severity of the consequence, good or bad, may compel us to make better choices in the future. But what people don't realize is they want to continue doing the same thing over and over, but get a different result. That doesn't happen. That's, that's actually insanity. You see, if you do the same thing over and over, that's going to produce the same outcome, the same consequence. So in the Bible, it says, seek the wisdom of others to make positive changes or positive choices. God has made us unique in every way, in his creation, in that he has given us free will in the ability to make choices. See, I love, I love this uh, uh, analogy, right? A lion can't choose to be a vegetarian. A mouse can't say, hey man, I just want to hang out with the cats today. You know, they're my peeps today. That's not going to happen. But we can make a choice, any choice, and we can choose to do whatever we want and become whoever we want. And with that, our choices can massively impact our lives. And like we all know, for both the good and the bad, and like those we've made in our own lives, every choice we make has a consequence. Now, looking back over my life, uh, a lot of you know it, some of you don't. Uh, I've seen how one choice here that I make could end up affecting things down the track, but I only ever realized this much further down the track. I didn't know that at the time. Growing up as a Lebanese kid, migrant parents, one of the only darker kids at school, we were different to other kids at school. I was a small little, you know, Lebanese kid, chubby with an afro. It was like Michael Jackson, Lebanese version, right? And I love dancing too. So I had to make choices early and often. I found different um, choices, some good ones, some not so good, and some good ones that worked for me and some bad ones that didn't. You know, like, oh, do I, do I fight back here? Do I learn to hold my tongue here? Do I stick up for somebody here? How could I approach things differently here? Would I choose the easier English as a second language class, which I had the right to do, or would I push myself to be greater and go for the harder class? You see, I understood from a young age, if I wasn't going to push myself, I wasn't going to grow. If I was going to stay in my comfort zone my whole life, I wasn't going to succeed. I was just going to be comfortable. Um, when I was younger, I used to try and find myself always trying to impress people. And little did I know the choices that I would make then would end up with me saying yes to peer pressure and choices and partying and smoking and... Um, yeah, that, that just big cycle, almost like a, an avalanche 
just rolling down that wouldn't stop because I was constantly seeking the approval of others. My choices were to choose fun now and worry about consequences later. Choosing to hang around in big groups, drinking every weekend, continuing to impress people would get me in lots of troubles, would get me in fights, and for what? And to try and impress people would be the tough guy. In my late teens, we got in a big fight in the middle of Rundle Mall. Uh, we had a run-in with this crew several times, and only half an hour before this, uh, it was middle of the day, during Christmas, you know, rush, uh, I think it was the week before Christmas, and I, well... I felt, you know, now I know God was telling me to not do it, to not go down there because I knew they were going to be there and we were going to get in a fight. And when I told my boys this, they were like, nah, bro, don't worry about it, man. Let's go. And we we're having a great day, a beautiful sun. We we're having a coffee. We were, we were enjoying it. But they couldn't. And rather than me go, no, nah, no, I'm not going to do that, we did. I wanted to avoid the exact thing that I knew was going to happen. But I chose to go against my heart. That choice would then end up with me getting the newspapers twice that week for this big rumble that we had. Uh, you know, it was it was quite violent. All right, and I ended up in hospital as well. Uh, you know, somebody almost lost their eye. Like it wasn't a nice thing to be involved in at all. And I had all these people calling me from the community, from my old school, their parents. Like it was crazy. Another choice I made: drinking at a party down south. And people said, hey man, we'll drive your car. And I said, no, man, nobody drives my car. I drive my car, right? And I just had to prove something to people. I chose to squish seven people into that car. And I remember I got to Anzac Highway in the corner. HJ's was on the corner. I decided to scare everyone a little bit because I was so proud that I'd made it all the way and without fault, without any glitches. And I pulled the handbrake, which never normally worked. And this time it worked. And it spun us around three revolutions. Everybody freaked out in the middle of its slow motion. Whoa! And I just pulled up. Poof, and we're almost this far away from the stovie pole. Could have killed, I don't know, a few of my passengers. And for what? We were so lucky. I got license disqualification. I chose to lie to the police that rocked up on the scene. I got fines. I had snapped my axle. But lucky for me, nobody was injured or killed from my stupid choice. One day, many years later, it was actually about four, five years ago now, about six years ago now, wow, six years ago, I was saying yes to something stupid at a mate's place. I was doing the wrong thing. Um, and my, my wife hit me up and said, hey, look, my dad, my dad was coming to pick up the kids to take them to go and buy some birds. And uh, she just didn't have not a feeling. The Holy Spirit was poking her saying, you know, she rang me and she said, you know, can you go with them? And normally I would have been like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm busy. You know, I'll see you later. But something prompted me to say yes. I made a choice to say yes. And I jumped on the bus, got to where they were, got in the car. We went and picked up the budgies. And uh, I didn't realize at the time, but my son jumped in the front seat. He was only six or seven. I would never have let him do that. But I chose to say Yes, little did I know a car would end up T-boning us and ending up in the back seat and taking off the whole back door and plunging straight into me instead of my son. My son would have been sitting in that place. I broke seven ribs, ruptured my spleen, nerve damage in my hip, and I was in hospital for two weeks. He was alive because I listened to God and I said yes. Little did I know 
that one yes would start the journey for me getting to know Jesus. Um, there's this uh, little poem, or well, sort of a little autobiography monologue. Uh, it's called Five... Uh, no, no, it's called There's a Hole in My Footpath by Portia Nelson that I want to read to you. Okay, it goes like this. Chapter 1. I walk down the street. There is a hole in the footpath. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the footpath. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the footpath. I see it's there and I still fall in. It's a habit. But my eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. And I get out immediately. Chapter 5. I'm oh, sorry, chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the footpath. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. You see, like I said in the beginning, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We can almost laugh at the person that's written this biography or shake our heads like, you idiot, what are you doing? Walk down another street or cross the road. What the heck, bro? But then it started making me think. How many times have I walked down that same street and fallen into that same stupid massive hole. You see, he said, or she said it was a massive hole. It wasn't a secret hidden hole. I couldn't see. It's described as a deep hole. I picture a large hole. Sometimes like this person, we pretend not to see the hole or think the second time we won't get caught in the same hole. How many times did I take, did it take for me before I opened my eyes? 20 years of alcohol and drug use. I lost 30 kilos in the first four months of partying because I was just having a great time. But my body took a massive toll and I probably never fully recovered from that. And many years later, I found myself in a 10-year journey with amphetamines. And in particular, yeah, one in particular. I remember making the choice early on not to touch it. And when all my mates were doing it, and then all it took was one yes. How would I know that one yes would end up in thousands more yeses? How would I know that one yes would end friendships built up over years? That one yes would almost lose my family and my respect from my friends. That one yes would lose or impact uh, negatively on some amazing jobs that I had because of that one yes. And that one yes that got me arrested several occasions and it all tracks back to that one yes you don't know but God has this has this tapestry he knows the beginning from the end you see I always believe that God tries to show us the way what to do 
where to go. And although he gives us free choice, he always wants what's best for us. Sometimes that's whispering in our ear. Don't do that. Hey, try this way instead. You know you shouldn't do that. It's up to you, but I I don't think that's a great choice. And when we don't listen to the whispers, all of a sudden, boom. He would wake me up one day and I would start to say yes. I would be on a high and on that day we had a car accident. Until one day he opened my eyes. I opened my eyes and I said, no more. I said yes to my wife and received some help from a pastor. I opened my eyes and I said, yes, I would go to Sydney to meet with him, who's an ex-gangster, helping people get off these drugs. I would say yes to sitting at the front of his church to be helped. I would say yes to standing at the front being prayed for at this church. I wasn't a Christian. I would say yes to not even know, but letting the Holy Spirit enter into my life. And I would say yes to opening my eyes and see the signs God had placed in front of me. I would say yes to see the life God had planned for me. I would say yes eventually to giving my life to Christ. And I would say yes to handing all my pain and addiction over to Him. I would say yes to ask for forgiveness. And many times since to forgive myself for the things I had done. The choices I had made. And the things I had said yes to. Now I'm like the person in the story. I make the choice to cross the road. I know I'd fallen into that hole many times. But now I make the choice to use another street. I fell into that hole many times. That now I wouldn't even choose to walk into that neighborhood anymore. I now choose to seek God in everything I do. When things are hard, I seek Him. When things are good, I praise Him. When things are bad, I praise Him. I seek Him in all I do. When I fall, I fall toward Him. When I stumble, I stumble toward my knees and I pray. I always ask myself the question, in any situation, what would Jesus do? See, Romans 12 verse 2 is one of my favorite. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing and renewing your mind and the way you think. So for me, the patterns of this world are what we see going on around us. I mean, it's crazy what's going on around us. The truth hurts, but the truth also sets you free. You see, no pain, no gain. The world is showing us the easy things, being led by their selfish desires and their personal gains. Transforming is seeking God first in all that I do. And when I seek Him and His kingdom and His righteousness, I get to know His plans for me. When we look to Him, we will see all the good things from Him. And He will give me all that I, my heart desires that aligns with His word. You see, Proverbs 21, 21, this is from the message. The message opens up and really brings this creativeness into the word and just... I really like what it says here. It says, whoever goes hunting for what is right and kind finds life itself. Glorious life. I choose to surround myself with people I look up to. I respect and admire and I say yes to. I see people living the life I wanted to live and I chose to allow them to speak into my life. And I seek their advice. They mentor me. I learn from my past and I choose to create a better future for me, for my family, for my children. I know we are a product of the five people we hang around the most. 
And throughout my life, if I told you who I was with, I could definitely tell you what I was doing. Because that's what happens. And the hard choices to make is when you say no to that and yes to something new. That is hard, my friends. Don't ever think it's going to be easy. Because if it is hard, then it's worth it. If it's easy, easy come, easy go. The bottom line is this. Choices always have consequences. Good or bad. If you keep making the same bad choices over and over, you will get bad results over and over. Your time to start making good choices is now. It's up to you. You can blame the world. You can be angry. You can be a victim. Poor me. Make up excuses. Or you can choose to be a victor. You know Victor. Yes, Victor. Victor makes the good choices and turns their life around. Victors make accountability and take ownership because they know if it's meant to be, it's up to me, God willingly. Ooh, I know you like that one. I'll finish with this. When was the last time you made a good choice and regretted it? Or you took the good advice from someone you respected and didn't get a great outcome? Whatever choices we make today will make a difference in our tomorrows. And I would assume we all want great tomorrows. Can I get an amen? Oh, I'll assume you you gave me an amen. Okay. So for me personally, making those right choices and following the people's advice that I look up to and respect has always ended well. That's how I choose to live my life now, with Jesus in the center and good people who pray for me, encourage me, and support me surrounding me. So I'll finish with this last scripture, Proverbs 13, 20. It says, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. Who would have thought? Hope you enjoyed it, ladies and gentlemen. Much love. Peace in the middle. Catch you on the flip side. We out. We out.